to license it. It's 12 o'clock. Turn, turn now. They're on. They're on. I bet you she won't leave. Girl, bye. She gonna leave. He checks all the boxes. She gonna take a blind eye to the red flags? Here she go. She about to confront him. I know our relationship has been rocky these last months, but she gonna stay. She gonna leave. I know our relationship has been rocky these last months, but I can't live my life without you. Ah, damn. Welcome to a Mental Moment podcast with Jaya and C. On today's episode, we sit down with Jordan Madison, the infamous marriage and children's therapist that has been steadily giving us all the tea since season one. We chat with her today about getting out of toxic relationships. She shares examples of men being toxic. And women too, ma'am. And us too. <laughs> this episode is one for the books, something we've all dealt with firsthand. It's time to have a mental moment with Jaya and C. Tune in now. You don't want to miss it. A mental moment. All you need is a mental moment. Take a breather before you blow it. Don't hold it in. Posture or pretend. Just releasing you feel far better within. A mental moment. Hey, all you need is a mental moment. A mental moment. With Jaya and C. I'm excited about this episode. Jordan's back. We got Jordan Yay. back, y'all. I'm so excited to be back. Yes, everyone was raving about the episode on relationships, situationships, and marriage. If y'all haven't mm -hmm. heard it, it's on um, season one. Yes. So I'm excited. And we are on season two. Yes. yes. This is exciting. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes um, we are excited. So let's jump on into it. Today's yes. episode, as y'all heard in the intro, is on toxic relationships. I'm like... Yes. So just, we and see this, this, these they just these questions just roll like when we were creating questions and mm -hmm. like just things to bring up they just rolled. So was, this is gonna be yeah. this is gonna be a fun episode. I was geeked oh, when I'm I was sure. we was writing these. I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> we gotta say this. Like they gonna we gotta know. Like I just I felt for y'all. <laughs> I feel for myself. So, right. I mean, we, we've so. all been there. So. Yeah, no, right. So let's let's just jump into it. So let's just start with the basics. Define toxic. Just the word toxic, and how could or or would it show up in a relationship? Mm -hmm. hmm. Um. Well, I think toxic is really anything that's dangerous, unhealthy, anything abusive, whether that's physical, emotional, sexual, mental, mm -hmm. verbal. <laughs> um, yeah. There's so many different ways that we can be abused in our relationships. And it doesn't always have to be relationships, like romantic ones. Right. It can also, there are toxic friendships and toxic family members. But I feel like when it's anyone who is draining more than they're pouring into you, when it feels mm. like being around them is a chore or is very difficult or triggering, mm -hmm. that person is most likely a toxic person in your life. Dang. And different people may have different ideas of what toxic is to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? But if you feel like every time you're around them, you have to prepare your energy or that your energy is taken or that 
it doesn't bring you any joy or anything right. mm-hmm. from the relationship, then no joy. most likely toxic, right? <laughs> or a little bits of joy. Oh, or no, though. Or like little moments. Like, come on. There has well, been t- so here's the thing. Because there are toxic <laughs> people that do make you happy. So I'm about to say. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so let me, let me rethink that. Because you're right. There are definitely toxic people that make you happy. Yeah. But but I feel I feel like you know when someone and maybe you don't know but typically you know when someone if you feel like you have to walk on eggshells in order to be happy yeah yeah then maybe that's toxic or if you feel like if you set a boundary or if you say no and the relationship changes because you set a boundary then mm-hmm. that probably mm-hmm. is a toxic one mm-hmm. right okay mm-hmm. that makes okay. sense so we defined toxic how we can see it in the relationship mm-hmm. um and basically saying it out loud because i'm just trying to get understanding for myself as well as like so the listeners can maybe maybe they have this thought too but you can have like great moments in your relationship but if the bad moments outweigh the good moments then you see that there's some conflict in toxic moments i mean like toxic traits in there yeah because i mean Conflict doesn't equal toxicity. Like, yeah. we have arguments that's Good normal point. in any relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying you have an argument with someone, that means that they're toxic. Okay, no. cool, 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 cool. But <laughs> I know, at least for myself, if I'm thinking of, like, past toxic relationships that I've had, I enjoyed myself, right? There was times where I really felt like this was a great relationship. But mm-hmm. there were moments, behaviors... Things that I saw that, you know, I ignored at that time because I loved the person. I wanted to be with the person. But looking back, I'm like, "Mm, no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have felt like speaking up or saying what was wrong would lead to an argument or I need to worry about if this person is going to break up with me because I disagree. Like, that's not healthy. And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that relationships are just easy peasy. Like, clearly there is work. But it should not have to feel so tense. Like everything you're doing could be the break, make or break the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a question. So did it take for you, Jordan, did it take for you to like having to get out of the relationship to see like how you played a part or how that other person played a part? Or like how did you find out? Or like what did you have to do to really like hone in on, on that toxic question. moment? So, I think I knew while in the relationship mm-hmm. that it wasn't the healthiest, but I also felt like it was my first very serious relationship and also my first relationship where I had to look at myself because previous relationships, situationships I had been in, it was more like, mm, they messed up, they lost a good thing, I'm perfect, right. I'm great. Right. Um, that's, that's so true. That's Right, so where true. this one, it was, I mean, there were points where there was like, oh, okay, like, I need to improve or I can do things better. So mm-hmm. it was definitely a learning experience. But there were moments in the relationship where I felt like this isn't okay or I shouldn't have to feel this way. But because it wasn't cheating or it wasn't Mm -hmm. physical abuse or anything drastic it was like oh okay i can deal with this also relationships are hard work so i just need to keep working at this i just need Mm -hmm. to be better whatever um but it took 
I, it for me at least personally, it was like mm, I don't know if I need to be in this or not. But I was too. I didn't want to be the bad guy. I also didn't want to end things and regret it. So I was just like, mm, I don't know what to do. So I just remember praying on it a lot right. and being like, okay, God, like, yeah, tell me what to do. And then it turned like there was just one day that turned into a huge argument and I was like mm, okay that's not love like that yeah. <laughs> right. I don't need yeah. to Hello. be this isn't okay yeah and so from that conversation we just didn't speak and and I had to and I remember feeling pretty at peace because mm-hmm. I remember like f- feeling like this was leading up to it and that I needed to let go but I didn't know how and then God kind of just forced me <laughs> to yeah. let go yeah um yeah. but looking back on it and again I'm not saying that he was the like the horrible bad guy like you know he did things but i did things as well and i was able to look back on it i went to therapy um i journaled a lot um what else did i do i just remember i remember before it was ending feeling like it was ending and that it needed to end mm, but right so it was a little easier once it happened to be like I feel like I know all right I felt this that is moment a, too. yeah i think everyone yeah. has felt or mm-hmm. maybe are i think you know when yeah. something is like not yeah. healthy for you now do you do something about it as soon as you know maybe not right and that's yeah. understandable right because you're attached to the person you don't want to lose them you may love them like you know, all of those things, just because someone's not good for you doesn't mean that you just immediately stop loving them. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think sometimes it takes a while. Wow. That's one hell of an answer. Thank you for the insight. Yeah, because I feel like you just gave us insight on toxicity, like traits, um, you know, a real life situation that you were in, but then also the beginning processes of healing from it. So you just got all oh, that wrapped up in one, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that was that was real. That was real. Um, you made a comment, and I know Jai, this is your question, but about the memes. Crap. Oh, the memes. Yes, the memes. So um, I'd rather you just say it than me. I forgot. I thought it was yours, but mm-hmm. okay. So there was a meme on. It was Instagram. And I can't remember exactly what it was or what it said. Oh, crap. I just think about the meme, if this helps you. Um, I know y'all seen, like, the Jesus meme where, like, his eyes get real big when you say something. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Maybe Jordan looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) I'm trying to to remember and think of like, um, It's like... What the hell? I'm a I'm a butcher it, but about. it's it's similar to like uh, Jesus. I just need this man. I know he acting crazy. Oh, I just oh need okay. Him I don't to, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just need a sign or something. Sign, and he's like, the I gave flag. you a sign. <laughs> red flags, y'all. Think, thank you. Okay, so, no problem. So there was this meme, right? Um, but or it may not even be a meme. I don't know. I don't remember. But in regards to it, like. You know, we go through certain periods, certain situations, and it's like, you know, like you, you get all these red flags, but like, at the, you know, at the end of it, it's like you have these bouquet of red flags and you don't, you like, you just, you disregard all the, the signs, the red flags, that kind of thing. So with that being said, um, why, like, why do we condone intoxic behavior in our relationships? Like, why? Oh. To your point, before you answer that, I think 
more so at the question was centered around the fact that we laugh at toxic relationships. We see it on social media and we're just like, oh, that's absolutely like out of pocket. Mm -hmm. But then that stuff happened in our relationship and we're just like, well, baby, it's okay. Like just we ignore it. We, we're well, it's it's fine. Or we think this is cute. Yeah, like we laugh. We think it's cute. We think it's cute, and we we laugh like um, you know. I know this is a toxic. I knew. Here we go. Thank you, Jesus. I knew I was toxic when, you know, so and something something happened. So and so, I did this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like it was like a, that. I knew I was toxic. Yeah. yeah, mean that one. So like, why do we condone in it? So I think there's like plenty of reasons why, and it probably really does depend on the person. I want to say to your point of we see situations and toxic things and we're like, oh, that could never be me. Like I, I try mm. really hard to make sure when I say that could never be me, like it's very rare that I say that because you genuinely never know what can happen or right. how you're going yeah. to react or respond when it's you. So I very rarely ever say that could re- never be me, except like, I don't know, when I, I've been watching Married at First Sight lately. So those situations, I'm like, okay, well, that can never be me because <laughs> I don't see me going on that show. But right. I try to be very thoughtful when I say that because you really never know. There's plenty of situations where I assumed I would cut someone off after this, but then I'm trying to be understanding, mm. you know. Some reasons that we can say, I mean, I at least can say, for myself, it was sometimes this idea of we love the person, we want to grow with the person, whatever they're doing, even if it's toxic, it may not seem that bad or mm-hmm. it can seem like something we can tolerate. You know, like, so what he or she just gets in a really bad attitude, it's not all the time. So when it isn't, when they are in an attitude, I can handle it or, you know, they're controlling, but oh, it's kind of cute. Like, that means he doesn't want to lose me. Like, yeah. we try to. Yeah. <laughs> You try to play down like yeah like. the bouquet that we get in like here's a rose <laughs> yeah here's another rose. and we don't we don't see it but sometimes we don't see it because we may not realize that it's toxic right mm, like not every right. time do we realize some behavior we may think is cute oh like i'd share my location with so many of my friends because right. you know mm-hmm. i just do Sticky if i were to here. be in a relationship again i'd probably would like i don't necessarily see it as an issue i wouldn't do it like a Hey, you have to share this and tell me where you're at. But yeah. you know, I yeah, live alone. If, yeah, yeah, like I have no problem. But if it turns to like, you know, because I have plenty of friends who be like, "Why are you at the such and such?" I'm like, "Why do you know that?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah. like." But that's funny, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. But if your partner is starting to do that and be like, "Well, why are you here?" and like being serious, yeah, that we may think like, "Oh, well, they're just really concerned about my safety or they really care," but mm. they might not see that as toxic or. If you're spending all your time with your partner and you're not spending any time with your friends or doing what you used to do and you feel like your partner's pulling you away from that, that may seem cute and, oh, like, we're in the honeymoon phase and this is exciting yeah. and mm-hmm. I just want to spend time with them. But mm-hmm. is- isolating from family and friends is also a huge red flag. And it's, again, I'm not saying that don't have alone time with your partner. I'm not saying, right. you know, that you shouldn't have a honeymoon phase. That's all great. But when you notice that... They're getting upset if you are spending time with other people that you love and care about that were in your life before they were. That may not be a good sign. But we sometimes, again, we see it as, oh, well, they're just being overprotective. Or sometimes we feel, whether it's low self-esteem, whether we feel like I won't 
get anyone else, mm-hmm. whatever that wow. sometimes yeah. we have fears. Um, I know like I'm, I just hit 26, which really is not old, um, mm-hmm. but it feels no, old because now I have to pay for my own health insurance and I'm right. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I feel like me single now, I'm like, oh, okay, like, yeah, maybe I would like a, a partner, but like, yeah, I'm still trying to figure myself out and get my mm-hmm. stuff together. Mm-hmm. 26, now if I was 36 and still single, I might feel like, oh my gosh, well, I'm getting older and what am I going to do? And I might feel yeah. like, oh, it's okay to settle. Like, you know, like there's yeah, certain right. situations where mm-hmm. we may feel like we have to deal with this because this is the best that we can get. Hopefully, we, especially as black women, are like, and not even just black women, I think just people in general, but, right. you know, I'm talking to um, people that look like me, we get to a place of not having to feel rushed and not settling for something that looks good if it really doesn't feel good. Mm. Because I think yes. that's also what happens a lot of times is we just deal with something because it's not that bad or because we want the partner or we want the Instagram photos or we want the that happy lifestyle. family. Yeah. and. Mm-hmm. You know, we stay with something, you know, or sorry, I just thought of something else because I was thinking of the word stay. If you've been with someone so long, it's like, oh, well, I don't want to throw away what Ooh, I've already done yes. or I don't want to throw away all the work that I've put in or I don't mm-hmm. want I put in all this work. I don't want someone else to reap the benefits of what I've <laughs> yes. done. You know, all of those things will also make us stay in a relationship that's not good for us. Right. That makes yeah. it. I, man, I you know I love that the was fact good. that yes it, it was it was so good and like I immediately thought about like damn this is a, such a great topic to talk about because when we started you know season one with Jordan it was like honeymoon phase relationships situationships marriage right. let's talk about all these good things mm. and now we're just like boom in your face with red flags we do yeah. want those things to happen and we want to cater to the relationships and ultimately marriage however all things just because it looks good on the like on the surface doesn't mean that it's really good and to identify those red flags in yourself and in your partner saves you from a whole bunch of time wasted and just like feeling regretful or like why did I even do this I should have I knew I should like stay single and continue to be in situationships or you know just that those things pop up when you were saying you know time is all sometimes an issue for people or mm-hmm. I work so hard to better this person and somebody else mm-hmm. is going to reap the benefit not realizing like girl or man I, I benefited from this too <laughs> like yeah, right? yeah. I grew also whether it was giving or receiving like I've grown as a human being um which is a good segue actually for my question which is um i've been reading and i've actually finished reading all about love by bell hooks and oh, yes great such read. a such a love great it. read such a great read if you guys have not read that book like please put in your shopping cart on amazon and buy it like let's support bell hooks but also like it's a great read and so as i'm reading the book i'm like looking at myself you know having this internal like analyzing moment with myself and I'm like oh shit I think I'm toxic I think I am the toxic one (laughs) not the other person and I was like 
like oh no cap just like crying like i've been toxic to these men in my life like any relationships like why but then i had to you know just be kinder to myself and nicer to myself and realize that you know sometimes you don't you think it's normal because you've dealt with it for so long and that people have dealt with it and like okay well you know that's not gonna that's not a make or break for me um, mm-hmm. when actuality that's that's unhealthy girl so it just was a good reality check for me when I read the book and I started to change a lot of or get in the path of changing a lot of what I was doing because of reading the book um, so my question is how do we address this toxic behavior within ourselves when we're in a relationship I mean I think the biggest thing is what you just said is realizing it Mm. you have to realize okay there's things that i'm doing that are not the healthiest either right and like i said when i talked about my past relationship i'm not it wasn't all him right like there Mm -hmm. were things i was like "Mm." so maybe i'm not as patient as i thought i was or Mm -hmm. i expect things to be a certain way and when they're not i get really upset life doesn't work that way like I also have to be more understanding of others you know I thought like oh well I wasn't a therapist at the time ish yes I was not fully anyways I was like oh like yeah I'm the therapist friend for all of my friends and I do all of this so of course I'm understanding (laughs) but no there was there were situations where I was like okay um I need to improve too and so once you realize that then it's like okay well where is this coming from I knew for me, it was this sense of, um, like an example I give is, I hate when people, I don't like feeling ignored. Now I've gotten better because I've gotten much busier, so I'm not always on my phone, so I definitely am not like as upset if someone doesn't text me back as I used to be. Mm -hmm, But at that time, I really used to feel like, why, hello, like why are you not texting me back? Yeah, Right, and it would feel like you're ignoring me. I would go into this whole like rabbit hole of I don't know really negative thoughts that I don't know where no 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 from. seriously yeah. but I would realize okay like where where is that coming from why do I go there and it would be like simple stuff like well you know what I always like as a kid my mom has gotten much better especially <laughs> with the quarantine I'm so proud of her but she would just not text me back and granted yeah. all of her friends say the same thing I know it's nothing personal but mm-hmm. I would be like um I am your pride and joy. I am your one and only child. Like, what if something is wrong with me? Like, right. why are you not? And so I feel like I would carry that energy into relationships because I'd be mm-hmm. like, why are you not? Again, this was yeah. like two years ago. I've grown at this point. But, yeah. you know, I was just like, you have to realize what you're doing sometimes that is not contributing to the relationship or yeah. realizing how you contribute to a pattern. Again, for me, it was... I say I don't like these things. I say I don't whatever. But as soon as this person comes back, I'm like, okay, we're back. We're good. So let me just keep going. Mm -hmm. That's not helping. That's not contributing to anything. So after a really huge argument, I was like, "Mm, okay, I'm not going to, we're not going to do this anymore. Like, I'm not going to go back and forth. I'm not going to keep doing this. You know, I was able to have like a great support system. Like I remember like talking to my mom about things. I remember journaling. I remember having friends that kept me occupied and busy right and i just didn't engage because old me would have been like 
okay, like I know we had this argument, but or like kept trying to fix it or kept trying to whatever. Yeah, and it was like you, you don't have to. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes we're we we may not be toxic, but we may be condoning the toxic behavior or still wanting it to mm. work and then it continues to happen. Yeah. 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 So yeah. you have to realize what am I doing that contributes to this cycle? Mm-hmm. Maybe how can it's it be broken. Like how yeah. can you break it instead of engaging? Yeah, exactly. And so I really had to like ask myself, okay, what have I been doing when this happens and mm-hmm. what can I do differently? And Ooh. what I had been doing would be I, uh, texting or calling or trying to or apologizing or trying to make things work. And I was like, okay, I don't need to do that. I asked God <laughs> what to do. He clearly showed me right. <laughs> that I don't need to do this. So, okay, I'm going to listen and I'm going to just have a clean break. And that's not easy to do, but yeah. it, mm-hmm. it was very helpful. And I feel yeah. like it was a lesson learned so any next relationship that I'm in, even though I don't have patience, so I pray to God the next relationship I'm in is the person I marry. But if it's not, oh, <laughs> and we, you know, and we have to break up, I feel like at least from that experience, I know I would be able to handle it yeah, a lot much better, better mm-hmm. than I probably thought I would. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I have somewhat of a plot twist. Maybe not. Um, so say that we find that... Um, mm, so both of us are in the relationship. We are we're toxic, right? Um, so once toxic. we identify that, um, can we stay in the relationship and heal, or do we need to give each other some time apart? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you, what's your take on that? Or does that even I think, exist? I think you can think stay together and work through it, but okay. I think it depends on what. The level of toxicity is because y'all may need to split yeah. and just mm. and and so i i think both can be possible i don't think it's either or i'm okay. i i mean i see couples in session who there's a problem they both want to fix it if you both want to and you both are doing the work i think you can but i also think sometimes depending That's the on key. what the toxic <laughs> thing, yeah. right the key is if you both want to the yeah. wellness right mm-hmm. and the other piece is sometimes we're toxic in relation to other people, but sometimes there's stuff that we're dealing with. If I'm insecure, if I'm insecure because, like, you cheated on me or something, then I'm insecure because something that you, well, not blaming you, but, like, there is a it's reason that I'm insecure yeah. and there is a behavior and we need to work on that together. If I'm insecure because my family never loved me and people talked bad about me and I was bullied, then I may need to take a break from the relationship and work on myself and, you know, Mm -hmm. get better with my insecurities and then come back. So I think it really depends. And I know that I say that a lot for my answers because I I really, I really feel like each person is in their own situation Mm -hmm. and I'm never one to like tell you what to do. Even for my clients, I can't tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. I just help you talk through it i help you hear back things i may question things and be like so you're saying you would rather be in an unhappy relationship than be alone yeah mm. and they're like oh, no i didn't say what well, okay well then let's talk about it like you know like yeah. i yeah i don't tell you what to do it's just more of i help you figure out what you want to do mm-hmm. but i really really try not to judge anyone's relationship because again same thing i was saying before with the whole like it can never be me you never know what can happen. So who right. am I to tell you how you should handle? I don't know what you and your man have going on. Um, 
you know, like, who am I to tell you that this isn't healthy or, well, I can tell if something isn't healthy, but who am I to tell you that you should leave or, you know, stay if you feel like there's something worth fighting for? I just feel like sometimes we have to put ourselves first, whether that be in our, like, sometimes our healing needs to come first. I can't be a good person to you because I'm not being a good person to myself and I Mm -hmm. need to figure out what's wrong. So we both need to separate and then come back together. Now, I feel like that kind of goes into the conversation around like breaks and oh, what does a break mean? How do you define uh, a break? Yeah, that yeah. that gets sure. to a lot. So I'm not, I'm not even trying to go all into that. Yeah, I do home. feel like, yeah, I feel like that's a whole nother <laughs> episode. But um, <laughs> I do feel like if you two are both having the set goal to work on each other, but realizing that you need to heal, having a clean break and doing what needs to be done to heal, and then picking. A time where it's like, okay, we can come back and, and discuss. Doesn't mean that we have to get yeah. back together. Doesn't mean that we... But, you know, really see what our time apart has taught us. And if we've changed, yeah. if we've improved. Because yeah. I feel like couples can break up and get back together if mm-hmm. there's actually been real progress and you feel yeah. like things have been addressed and changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you so. think that the journey to eliminating this toxic... Because I don't think anyone just wants to be toxic. I think everyone wants to have a healthy and honest relationship. But do you think that journey is a quick fix? You know, like we understand that we both have differences that we need to settle. Let's settle them together or separate and then boom, like you said, get back together. Or do we or is it a long journey like this? It's going to take time. I, I, I don't know. I guess it just depends on the level mm-hmm. of toxicity you have. Like, I think it depends on the toxic behavior that you're doing. If your toxic behavior is like. When your partner is out, you call them six times every yeah. hour. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up as I go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's a toxic behavior, um, that's something that could, in a sense, be a quick fix because you can just not do that. <laughs> you yeah. can say, like, yeah. okay, when my partner goes out, what makes me uncomfortable about it? What makes me feel like I need to do that? Maybe we can set mm-hmm. some boundaries or... Because, again, mm-hmm. if you're uncomfortable because your partner had been cheating and so now when they go out, you're stressed, it's a little understandable yeah. compared to if you're just insecure or anxious because that's just how you are in general, right? Because right. sometimes we have to realize, am I doing something because of my partner or would I do this for anyone? Mm. You know, like, yeah. is, it, is yeah. it this specific partner that I'm with and that's why I'm acting this way? Or would any partner that I'm with make me feel this way? Mm. And that's, that's a point. That is a really good point. Cause then yes. it, it kind of takes the the pressure off of like it's just you 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 or you know as mm-hmm. another part as a partner who's being pointed at it's mm-hmm. you 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 and then it's like no actually I do this with everyone right so maybe it's yeah. me not you or not anyone right. else for that matter you know and sometimes it can be a mi- like again and I keep using trust issues because that's just the easiest one to go to but I've mm-hmm. had clients where. Like, a client I'm thinking of in particular, she already just had trust issues with men in general from her experience with her dad, her brothers, all that stuff. So, her trust issues with her partner isn't necessarily because he's done something. It's just this general distrust of men. And so, it had to be like, okay, that's not necessarily his fault, but he also understands that. So, there's things that maybe he can do to help you feel more comfortable. But also, Mm -hmm. you have to realize he's not doing anything to 
make you feel like you should need to check in or do whatever. Yeah. You know? Right. No, I got yeah. you. I got you completely. So, yeah. I mean, I think it depends on what the behavior is. Because if the behavior is like, I'm texting you all the time, then, okay, what bothers me when I go out? When you go out, maybe that means when you go out, I need to go out too and be with my friends. Mm-hmm. Or I can use that time. Like, say y'all live together, I can use that time to focus on myself and do things I want to do, you know, yeah. or distract myself or watch something I've been meaning to watch or read a book paint i don't know whatever yeah, you know that can be time, something that so you're not just idle yeah right that mm-hmm. can be something that's more of a quick fix and i'm not even gonna say that's a quick fix necessarily because i still feel like you need to figure out why is this making me so uncomfortable why do i have such a difficulty with this but you can change that action quickly yeah i like that if your toxic behavior is like cheating because you feel like I don't know. I don't know why people people cheat for all types of reasons. But I guess if your toxic behavior is like cheating, just to see if you still got it. <laughs> like I don't know. You you love your partner, but you just like oh, yeah. I just want to see if I still got it. Cause you know men and like everyone does that. I don't think it's just a yeah. specific gender. Um, yeah. But if that say that's the example. Okay, well, what makes you feel like you have to test if you still got it? Like, what what is right. bothering yeah. you? What's making you feel insecure? What's making you feel like you lost it? Like, you may yeah. have to do some more soul searching, and it may mm-hmm. be more difficult to just stop, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 It may take a little mm-hmm. longer. So it just depends on the behavior. Okay, yeah. that's, that's good. You're tuning in to a Mental Moment podcast. We'll be back after this message. Have you hit the subscribe button yet? Being in a toxic relationship can negatively affect your mental health. You can doubt yourself, make yourself believe that you deserve it, and blame yourself for letting it happen. Engaging in this negative self-talk can be a slippery slope that continues to adversely affect your mental health. Instead, as tough as it may be, you should find ways to heal and cleanse your mind after ending the relationship. Here are a few ways of doing so. First, recognize what happened. Stop all possible contact with the person. Reach out to your support group. Make your health a top priority. Try not to think of yourself as a victim, but as a survivor. Try not to allow feelings of regret or self-doubt. Focus on your interests. Take time for yourself. Surround yourself with positive people. Consider what you need to let go of to heal. Ask yourself the tough questions. Focus on the present and not the past. Forgive yourself. Start thinking about what you want out of a relationship. And lastly, find a therapist. This is your mental health tip of the day on a Mental Moment podcast. Have you hit that subscribe button yet? Welcome back to a Mental Moment podcast with Jaya and C. You're tuning in to episode 10, Get Out. Tune in now. You don't want to miss it. So here's another twist. We, we are in the relationship. It's a lot of twists in I this I know. <laughs> We're in the relationship. And like Jaya said, you know, we both are toxic and we want to heal. Did we separate or did we stay together and do it? All right, let's say that we separated. We've mm-hmm. decided let's take this break, whatever that means to you all, um, <laughs> and heal, okay? What, whatever that means to you all. Um and, you know, try to eliminate that toxic behavior. And doing so, though, you know, you get the text messages of, like, I miss you. Um, I love you. I, I really wish we were still together. Like, that happens um, when people take breaks or, you know, even when they yeah. separate. It's, it's, it's not like it doesn't. But you realize one person 
um, in the in the in the relationship realizes that like I love the fact that you're growing and you're changing, but I like when you were toxic. <laughs> like I loved that behavior though. I don't like this new level up person. What yeah. does a person who receives that information? What do they do? I mean, <laughs> besides the um, obvious, yeah, besides right? the obvious, I mean, like, but they may love that person just as much as they love. You know, it could be equal loving. But if I'm growing as a person, and mm-hmm. I don't know, hold on, sorry, there's like so many thoughts that are happening. <laughs> um, that, that was me when I said, I was like, oh shit, like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> because. If I'm growing as a person and I feel like I'm making positive changes and then you don't like that person, mm-hmm. I get that it's new. I get that it's different. But if you're not seeing it as growth, like, because what if my growing perfect example I can use because again, my own personal examples is like um, from that situation, right? I said, I'm not about to keep doing this. So my reactions, it's not like, I mean, eventually we've spoken again, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I really try to make sure that my reactions are not emotionally reactive. I try to be really calm in interactions, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's yeah. my growth, that's me not getting too emotional, not making this about me, not going off the deep end, and this is just me trying to be calm. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm looking at that as growth. The right. other person is seeing that as like, you just don't care anymore mm, or yeah just yeah. you know so i'm sitting mm. here like well, i'm i thought i was doing Growing. this like a, a, a good thing like i thought this was better yeah. and to me this is better right i feel more at peace i'm not <laughs> about to let whatever you got going on dis- disrupt what i have going on like right, i'm in a right. good place um then i feel like you just have to let that person go now i'm so unsure about that that's hard. <laughs> no, and I say that because it's really hard yeah, okay, to okay, do, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And if you're saying, and the situation is we both realized we were both toxic, we both took breaks from each other to heal, now we're back together or trying to get back together and you realize that you don't like, like you liked the talk, you liked the whole me checking on where you're at and you liked me wanting to be all up under you 24 7 and now that i don't want to do that now you're like oh i don't like that then maybe we need to have a conversation about this does not mean mm-hmm. i don't care about you the same this does not mean this this is right. that this is my definition of growth and because yeah. maybe that person doesn't realize that that's what the difference is mm-hmm. so maybe there needs to be a conversation of we we said we would take this time apart to grow to handle and heal our individual things that we have going on so that we can come back right as better people i feel like i've come back as a better person now i understand if maybe you're not seeing it that way but this is my definition this is what i've done and maybe yeah. after that there can be like oh okay i was thinking it this i was thinking you just don't care anymore but right. now i see what you mean that can happen yeah. and it can be okay let's try yes. this again yeah. right um, i think that lets everything just i don't know that having that conversation like an adult conversation where it's not just you going at one partner going on to this rabbit hole of wayward way you know negative thoughts and thinking crazy but just like a yo these are the areas that i'm growing in 
Because, I mean, when we start, when we say, okay, let's eliminate a toxic behavior, we may have ideas of what that looks like, but no one really knows until we sit down and be like, start analyzing and going through, okay, within my past relationships or people who I was talking to or whatever, I used to do the same thing. But, like, no one knows that when, when they say, okay, we need a break because this is just too much. Mm-hmm. So it takes time. Um, but then identifying that and telling your partner, you know, if that's someone you want to continue to be with, hey, I like us being together. This, I like what we have going on. But these are the areas that I have changed. Um, and how, you know, maybe even a step further, if you want to go and explain it to full detail of like, I did this because I didn't like how I felt in this way when yeah. I was, you know, getting out of character or yelling at you uncontrollably because I didn't have any sense in my mind or like, I didn't mm-hmm. like calling you all the time because it was more, it was more stressed on me than it was on you, you know, like yeah. just certain things. Um, but having that communication, I think that's what I'm kind of gearing it towards of just a heart to heart sit down. It's so much better yeah. than you know, just changing it. And then the partner saying like, well, I don't know any changes. I don't see nothing different. And it's like, hold on, bro. <laughs> right. I've been out here, like really I've been out here growing. Working, like, growing. <laughs> You'll see this. So, right. yeah. so I think that really that, that conversation, if you, if you all decide coming back together is the best thing. Um, is that heart to heart. But then like on the flip side, I'm thinking like, if you love, love the way I am toxic, what have you been doing? Well, that's another yeah. That's a good but, point. And I was yeah. going to say that that conversation needs to be had, whether y'all decide to come back together or not, because you can have that conversation and realize, okay, we have grown, and maybe the person that we've grown into, we're just no longer Attractive work system. for each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. Like, that doesn't mean they change and they're this horrible person. You can still... Not you can be not be with someone and still wish them the best, still think that they're a yeah. great person, just yes. not a great person for you. Mm-hmm. And you just have to be at peace with that. Like I feel very at peace. I mean, I feel like, all right, God, like I didn't have to go through that relationship. Like you could I could have learned that lesson some other ways. Like I could have read a book. Like you didn't have to take me <laughs> through all of that. But now that you did and now that I'm here, I ain't gotta break okay. up nobody, God. Like dang. Like, you know, <laughs> lessons have been learned and I appreciate it. And I still wish that person the best. I still, you know, care, but I can't we just can't it's not working. So and that's okay. You know, sometimes we just don't work with people and we grow into different people and they grow into different people. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens in life. And if you really do care about a person, hopefully you're at least somewhat happy to see them grow into who they need to be i'm not saying you happy yeah. seeing it with somebody else i'm not saying anything like that maybe you are but that's maybe you're not right, right, right. Maybe you're not. and that's understandable but i'm just saying that no that's real if the purpose of the break was to realize we are both unhealthy towards each other we need to grow and we need to be better and then we do that and now we're both better but just not better together that's okay yeah yeah Yeah, i I feel feel like you answered like the last question we were gonna like i keep saying like but the last question we were gonna (laughs) ask um we were just mentioning like we finally see the bouquet of red flags right Mm -hmm. how do we get out of you know kind of that cycle of toxicity or like just really struggling to just adjust and get out of it but i think you 
hit the nail right on the head. <clears throat> but even, so, I don't know. I mean, yes, I I, th- I believe you did, Jordan. But then also, if you see that your partner is not growing, I mean, people grow at different rates. So you're not about to be Michael Jordan tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But if you've said, like, you know, let's take these three months to really work on ourselves or whatever that, that may be long for you guys, whatever it is. And you see, like, you still are that you're still reacting or there's still moments where my head kind of goes up with like a hmm why are you why are you still bothered by that um mm-hmm. and you can just tell i feel like when you speak with people that you know you haven't spoke to in a long time and you expect that they are growing and they're still tripping over the same things you can tell like yo you haven't grown since i last like spoke to you whether that's friends or not like yeah. you can just see it and you're just like yeah i ain't really fucking with this I'm going to holler at you. So even when you have that time apart um, and working with yourself and they're still that same way, you know, how do you just in in the most healthiest adult way, because we're believing that you're an adult. (laughs) How do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Um, I I really think it's all about communication. Mm. And I think it's all about being honest with yourself. And realizing this isn't working for you. Because we sometimes, we try to lie to ourselves. We try yeah. to be like, well, it's not that bad. Or, well, I grew, but who's to say that they have to go at the same rate? And mm-hmm. some of it is patience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you can't expect someone to behave exactly as you do. But you have to know what your, um, sorry, what your timeline is or what you mm. feel like your, and I don't mean timeline like, we have to be together for three years and then engaged in one and then married into like I don't mean timeline like that. I mean you have to figure out how long you're willing to wait for someone because sometimes you do need to wait. Sometimes there is patience. People do not grow this the way that we want to completely overnight. But mm-hmm. if you see that there's efforts, if you see that they are working towards it, or whatever else you need to see to be patient with them then that's good. But if you feel like I've been trying to be patient, the same thing keeps happening, it's the same thing over and over again, then you have to be honest with yourself. Like, can I can I continue to do this? If this mm-hmm. person was to not change at all, could I deal with that? Right. And I got yeah. that from um, one of my clients, actually, is who told me that. I remember they were saying, I guess, in when they went to premarital counseling, like, years beforehand, mm-hmm. they're pastor or someone was like if your person if the partner that you're with just didn't change at all would you be okay with that because yeah yes we all grow and we all change but it's not like our core eventually who we are as a person does not (laughs) right so if your partner was to stay the exact same way would you be okay yeah. with that? And that helps you think. Like, am I falling for this person's potential? Because I see that right. they can be great. And I mm-hmm. see that all of this ding, thing. Ding, ding, and ding, some ding. people really do grow into their potential. I'm not saying that it doesn't yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. But are you willing to wait a year? Like, or is it like, okay, we're both trying to do this. Or I see that he's working on this. Or I know that she's in school. Or she's trying to do that. Whatever. I'm going to give this a second and let this play out. But if you feel like, okay, I feel like I'm wasting my time Mm -hmm. or nothing's changing or I'm not seeing them make any efforts, 
then I need to be honest with myself and then I need to have a conversation. And it can be really scary, even as adults, even though we're big girls and big boys, to mm-hmm. have a conversation. Um, yeah. Damn. But I think I was at that point. I was like, well, since you ain't changing, I'm, I'm about to peace out because... Yeah, <laughs> it's a real life moment. Of but ha- but at when yourself. you felt that way, you had to have a conversation, right? You had to have a conversation. But I don't know. Like sometimes, well, for me, the the situation that I'm thinking about, yeah, we did. We had quite a few conversations, and it it was just, I don't know. I, I think for me personally, and I'm talking about a previous friendship, like I think I was just so traumatized by previous interactions that I had with this friendship I just said I, like I just had to cut it mm. I just had to cut all ties because it, it was it was so long-winded and it was just so not the greatest and I, I personally yeah I don't know I don't know I personally just couldn't deal with it yeah so I cut That's all That's a ties. personal choice yeah Mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, mm-hmm. you realize it's becoming overwhelming to the point where you feel, and I love this analogy, but like you feel like you're underwater. Yeah. And you just like, like I got to breathe at yeah. some point, mm-hmm. and I can't breathe when I'm with you. Um, yeah. So yeah. Damn. But I can say that it's it's changed me to be like a a better friend. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't. It just it just. Helped me grow in so many ways. It took a while, but and I, you know. I, I think that happens. Um, Jai, I'm glad you mentioned that story. Thank you for that, because yeah. I feel like because we've all experienced toxic relationships or behavior in some way, shape, or form. We may have not been boyfriend girlfriend or whatever. It could have just been friend to friend or family to friend or you know or family to you know you to, you to family. I don't know mm-hmm. how that works, whatever. Um, <laughs> you guys know what I'm trying to say. I got you. But after that happens, we realize that, you know, after we get out and see the light, as our, you know, title is, we become very compassionate about other people we can interact with. Because we've done some growing, hopefully, after, you know, being in this situation. And so we don't want other people to feel that way, the way we felt. Um, and we don't want to treat people how we've, you know, been treating someone else if we were the the culprit or a part of the toxic behavior so i think on mm-hmm. the outside one thing that you shared jaya is that you became a better friend we acknowledge like right yo that don't feel right like i know what that feels i don't want you to feel that way so let me do my due diligence to make this better for everybody because mm-hmm. yeah and not project what i would you know like what that person was projecting on me to project yeah. it on someone else like it plays a part. It plays a substantial role. But yeah, because we start treating people the way we were treated, and then it becomes a cycle effect. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, of does. like, and not projecting is a really. That's a huge part that you mentioned because I feel like we often do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without realizing. Yeah, it's just like so. subconsciously. I think about you had mentioned earlier, Jordan, about the pattern of like, well, this has happened in other relationships. Maybe I am the cause, like maybe something within my childhood or my young adulthood created this this anxiety within me to portray it and, you know, put it on someone else. Mm -hmm. And I think over time, you not acknowledging that after you leave a toxic relationship and taking on those behaviors, then that becomes you. 
and you just start treating other people like that and like the roles have been switched it wasn't a childhood thing it was like mm-hmm. a past relationship hurt me and broke me to the core and now i treat others the way i felt in that relationship yeah mm-hmm. when you was just fine prior to it it's so crazy mm-hmm. how like that energy just latches on to you if you don't take hold of it or control it before it gets you know out of control yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah dang i feel like we just conquered the world <laughs> every time every time jordan <laughs> yes we just conquered the world with this <laughs> so toxic relationships y'all fun stuff yeah it's <laughs> it's not fun stuff jaya it's definitely horrible stuff it's but yeah. the conversation I mean, talking about it though. no there, no <laughs> but we do have fun moments there are like fun moments but those Literally. pocket moments you gotta have like more memories than just moments but i remember something reading something i don't know if it was like an alex l quote because she got me through a lot in college or <laughs> right what but, <laughs> but it was i don't know if it was her or not but it was basically like if you're only in love with the memories then like you're dating like the past person like if all you can remember is like how good things used to be but there's nothing in the present that's good oh then what and i think that's also hard because we are like i know that we used to be great i want to get us back to there it is a very thin line between like do i stay and get us back or am i in love with a person who's just no longer that person anymore very thin line yeah. oh but we love like living in the past though too but why do we, we do. condone I, that I, I because the past is like fun and it, we only think Duh, positive. Jordan. Like, <laughs> I was, when i think of my senior year senior year at um in college i'm like oh senior year was great great so much fun <laughs> i was i did everything i made sure like i was like a candle in the dark i went to mardi gras i did i um spring break like i tried to do everything yeah and i'm no, like oh yeah. senior year was great when i say i found my old journals from senior year Ooh. and i read them and i was like oh i'm was sad great. <laughs> like Damn. wait a minute this yeah i was going through a lot yeah when we yeah. think of the past it's all like yeah. rosy and like oh the past is so much You're better than where we are now right mm-hmm. and again i was looking at my journals like oh sis you were not okay maybe you just had a lot of distractions i mean i know like we went to the same school i know mm-hmm. between hump wednesday to thirsty thursday to market friday to spin to a day party to like Woo. maybe go to church at the sister chapel to maybe class to then maybe because <laughs> like you know so that's three four days straight of me being with my friends yeah. out yeah doing whatever when i'm not distracted Ooh. i have class uh-oh no 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 <laughs> finish finish what you have to say no i'm just gonna say like when i'm not distracted i have class so I'm thinking the senior year is like, oh, like it was stressful because I remember it being like, we had the spell folio crap. I just remember oh that being stressful. Oh my gosh. And yes. like I had, I was in honors, so I had to do like honors thesis. Like I remember that being stressful, but I remember having so much fun. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember my emotions. Getting and then I revisit the journals yeah. and I was yeah. like, oh, wow. Yeah, I had a yeah. lot yeah. going on. Yeah. 
But you know so. what? I'm glad you mentioned that. The reality of it is when we go, like, okay, we all are HBCU grads. When we go to get our master's or not even get our master's, even if you oh, decided not to do that, school. but oh. then leave, go to a different <laughs> state or graduate. God damn. Yeah. Like, let's just be even simpler. You know, we don't it's have the hump Wednesday, the market Fridays, the, you know, the whatever. Before the homecoming. The hype before the homecoming. We don't have that. We have corporate America. We have to interact with people that may not look like us yeah. or talk like us. Or go to grad yeah. school. Grad some... school was the hardest yeah. so two we, years of my life. We get far. smacked in the face with all the distractions that we, like all the friend moments. Basically all the distractions that we have, we get smacked in the face with it post-grad. And then have these like mental breakdowns yeah. and just like, I'm trying to find myself. This is a lot. I can't do this anymore. But in actuality, we was like, all that was present prior to us having this moment of walking across the stage but it's just big yeah yeah I mean, Jordan it was oh go ahead I was about to say it's interesting like you said senior year was lit but what if you didn't like write you know like what if you didn't have those um those journal entries like what if you didn't write it down you oh. probably would have suppressed suppressed all, that. all of what was really going on or you wouldn't be able to reflect on that's it. true reflect yeah that's true and I mean from reading the journals, I was like, okay, wait, what did I have? And so, like, now I'm able to be like, senior year was still great. Mm-hmm. I'm able to recall that there were some situations that really, right. you know, tried the crap out of me. Tried you. Um, <laughs> yep. But I'm, I'm, more, I'm able to look at it more balanced. And I'm able to be like, yes, that was hard. But I remember having a lot of fun. Yeah. And I remember, like... I was thinking about this the other day. I remember senior year, um, I had a single, a really big single, because I was in the um, McVicker. I was in the health mm-hmm. part that had whatever. And I was like, okay, when I'm in grad school, I'm not going to be walking distance from my friends. Either I was walking yeah. distance from my friends because I still lived on campus, or we all lived in like a two-mile radius of right. each other, mm-hmm. right? So I remember thinking to myself senior year, I need to learn to get comfortable being by myself. Mm. Yeah. So I remember days of just being in my room and like journaling or doing stuff intentionally to get used to being mm-hmm. by myself because I was preparing for grad yeah. school being horrible. Like I remember preparing, like thinking like grad school at the time well i think i knew i was going to go to umd for grad school maybe by like february mm-hmm. but i remember being like whatever grad school i go to it's not going to be spelman it's going to be very hard <laughs> right. and i am going to be very sad and i'm going to miss going to like, how oh fun college Lord. was and yeah. i just i tried to prepare mm-hmm. and so when i got to grad school it was like oh okay this isn't as horrible as i thought well the beginning wasn't as horrible as i thought but Grad school is a lot. And like you said, we don't have the distractions. And I remember thinking, like, all of my friends now, in college, everyone lived really close. Every move was either free yeah, or very cheap. Mm-hmm. And it was a guaranteed good time. Yeah. And I remember getting to grad school. If I wanted to go somewhere, I needed to Uber or we needed to whatever. It was at yeah. some place. I had to pay to get in. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a guaranteed good time. No. Some nights <laughs> I had fun. Some nights I was like, damn, I could have stayed home for this. So 
it was just very different. I remember just being sad. And I was in the relationship that I was just previously talking about while being in grad school. So it was just Mm. a lot going on. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes, there were still positive times. But I was still like, this is hard to balance and navigate everything. And it's not looking like what it used to. So it was a 2016 to 2018 was just like a very interesting humbling girl tell us all learning experience about it. i think we all, all experienced some yeah. type of like post i mean in 2019 and 2020 were humbling too but 2019 i just felt freer like what i was stressed about was more like yeah i'm broke and i want to buy things right it's places. like things that <laughs> aren't <laughs> Yeah, you know, detrimental to our lifestyle. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like, I kind of don't want that, but it it is what Mm -hmm. it is. But just that, you know, figuring those things out within relationships. um, And I'm thankful that we didn't just keep it into like partners and, you know, Mm -hmm. intimate relationships, but friendships too. And you still may have, I think even the older you get, the more you realize, like, I'm not going to deal with that. I'm not going to deal with that. Or I'm okay with dealing with this. I mean, it just depends on the person, but mm-hmm. you kind of, you're able to identify it more the older we get. Because I mean, with, you know, with age comes maturity. So, yeah. Supposedly <laughs> with age comes maturity. Quote unquote. Quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm glad we, we were able to identify different stages of toxicity um what it is what it's not mm-hmm. and how do we you know how do we get through it and i think it's everything has to do with time patience and kind of asking communication. yourself yeah communication and asking yourself are you ready to be i know this may sound like holy art thou but are you ready to be healed because some people just enjoy like i'm just gonna stay on this roller coaster as much as i can and when something drastic pops yeah i'm gonna hop off it's familiar yes that too if it's comfortable you know but growth doesn't really happen in our comfort zones yeah sometimes being comfortable to grow yeah Mm -hmm. exactly so this was dope of course as always jordan you be coming with the the knowledge in I such try. a fun you know. way that you just be like oh. for real yes oh my gosh so thank you so much i appreciate it thanks for having me on again no problem and congrats on season two that's Yay! so exciting whoop, 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 whoop. thank you thank you thank you yes i know like i think you know jordan has just become our staple you have definitely become our staple <laughs> that is just like let's just have her on again <laughs> And again, <laughs> so so thank you for you know willing to talk no about problem. this. We enjoy you it. every time. If you love this episode, hopefully you're at the end of the episode. Make sure you subscribe, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. Send it to somebody, repost, reshare, um, retweet, and look forward to episode nine of this mental moment podcast. So. See y'all later. Bye. Bye. We thank you for all the continued support and tuning in to Mental Moment Podcast every Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. Rate our podcast and leave us a comment of how you enjoyed the show. And as always, join our community on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We hope you enjoy the episode. 
And until you hear from us again, this is Jaya and C on a Mental Moment podcast. A mental moment. All you need is a mental moment. Take a breather before you blow it. Don't hold it in. Posture or pretend. Just release and you feel far better within. A mental moment. Hey, all you need is a mental moment. Take a second and you'll notice. Free your time. Ease your mind. Stay in tune with what's brewing inside. A mental moment. Hey, all you need is a mental moment. A mental moment. With Jaya and C.